Hey, I'm Grace Elizabeth, and this is For Us, a podcast to help us all find a little more joy and connection in our everyday. It's part older sister, part motivational speaker, and I hope it helps you figure out how to live your most authentic, beautiful life. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. My closet studio sounds a little bit echoey right now because I am in moving mode, which is fun, but also does not help the sound quality. Um, That's a little bit of what's going on in my life, and I wrote this episode from that place. I was falling asleep, I think maybe a week ago, and had the inspiration for the theme and the topic of today's episode. I wrote it down really quickly in my notes and then while I was driving a couple days ago to a friend's house I expanded a little bit and then today 4 I sat down to write it and it came out as a poem as most of my writing does. So I'm really excited as always, to share this with you. This is tenderness, what it means to me. When I was younger, the word tenderness meant something much different than it does now. The definition of tenderness, according to Google, is gentleness and kindness. This was slash is the official definition but the way in which it was used sounded more like mercy, miracle, a break from the suffering God intends for us when it rolled off the tongue. For example, it was a tenderness when my mission companion did not die when she was hit by a car while on her bike. It was a tenderness that the couple going through a divorce were still sitting in the same church pew week after week for the sake of the kids and for the sake of saving face. It was a tenderness, this phrase so Protestant in its relief from suffering, a break, a show of love, meant warmth and its exclusivity, its reward for keeping a stiff upper lip, or for being the perfect mourner. I think I qualified once or twice back then, but back then, God still took my name seriously. All of this to say, the word tender is one of my favorites now. It is not hard-earned salvation, but soft fruit, a bruise on a knee, a mushroom in the rotting undergrowth. It is ice water late at night with a straw, new freckles, warm eyes that hold your gaze, resting against a heartbeat, a wave that says, you're okay to cross the road. You are safe with me. Maybe you're thinking, Tenderness kind of sounds like love. And you would be exactly right. I think what makes me the most tender are words. 
audio messages, letters, books, poems. I'm thinking about you. Look at that. Can I read this poem to you, special listener, as we lay by a river soaked in sun? So I want to share how the world makes me tender, more so every day. Mary Oliver once said she was, quote, saved by the beauty of the world. And I can't help but agree. I'll end with one of her poems, one that to me is all tenderness and love for the world in true Mary Oliver fashion, but one that speaks to the heart of our lives, what it really means to be tender. This is her poem, Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. There's another poem I want to share by Wendy Cope called The Orange. At lunchtime, I bought a huge orange. The size of it made us all laugh. I peeled it and shared it with Robert and Dave. They got quarters and I had a half. And that orange, it made me so happy as ordinary things often do. Just lately, the shopping, a walk in the park. This is peace and contentment. It's new. The rest of the day was quite easy. I did all the jobs on my list and enjoyed them and had some time over. I love you. I'm glad I exist. I love the world. <laughs> um, and often the softness of that feeling exposes me to a kind of anxiety about what will strike me next, good or bad. Um, that if I love the world so much that there is inevitably something coming that will distort that. Um, I kind of brace myself for that feeling. But I'm learning right now in my life that being tender, being vulnerable, being excited and joyful and happy does not mean that I have to hold myself too firm <laughs> that I have to hold myself in a way that is defensive that completely builds walls up to the experience in the moment that's happening 
And I want to share that love of being tender and having tenderness in your life. I feel like I should share one last poem. <laughs> okay, one last poem called World by A.R. Ammons. Breakers at high tide shoot spray over the jetty boulders that collects in shallow chips, depressions, evening the surface to runoff level. Of these possible worlds of held water, most can't outlast the interim tideless drought, so are clear, sterile, encased with salt. One in particular, though, a hole, providing depth with little surface, keeps water through the hottest day. A slime of green algae extends into that tiny sea, and animals tiny enough to be in a world there breed and dart and breathe and die. So we are here in this plant-created oxygen, drinking this sweet rain, consuming this green. Be tender this week. Lean into tenderness. <laughs> That's my invitation. That's my thought and what I'm feeling deeply lately. So I love you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And as always, live boldly. G. For Us is edited and recorded on Ute and Cheyenne people's land. I want to take another opportunity and thank you, the listener, for giving me the space to share. I deeply, deeply feel your support and can't wait to share with you next time. I love you. Thank you.